This is the truth about public speaking. It's the podcast that puts you front and center when you're front and center. I'm Ed Barks, here to help you advance your career, attain your business and public policy goals, burnish your reputation, and gain added confidence when the spotlight shines on you. In this 10-part special limited series, each program runs 5 to 10 minutes, enough time to give you the public speaking strategies you need while not belaboring your busy schedule. Remember to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts and leave a review too. And take a leadership role by sharing the podcast with colleagues who stand to benefit. Now, let's discover the truth about public speaking. The question and answer session can be the make or break portion of any presentation. That is one of the basic truths about public speaking. You may have wowed the crowd with your arguments and speaking abilities during your prepared remarks, but if you fall flat at the end with Q&A, well, it's like topping off a perfect meal with bitter coffee and a spoiled dessert. So I want you to think of Q&A as an integral part of your presentation, and here's why. There are numerous advantages to opening up the floor to questions. First, it allows you to emphasize your message a few extra times. It also tends to keep the audience engaged, making them an active part of the show and giving them a chance to contribute. Moreover, audience members tend to get restless and bored just listening to one individual. Q&A stimulates the brain by giving people license to gaze in a different direction, hear another voice, and look at another face. Your practice regimen must also include Q&A, for this is the precise moment when, as a speaker, you need to be on your toes. Why? You've lost a great deal of control. You no longer have an unencumbered opportunity to broadcast your message. Audience members can now introduce all sorts of static and interference. Some speakers would rather answer questions literally, just as they might in a casual conversation. Well, have I got news for you. A presentation is far from a chat over the backyard fence. You see, Q&A involves a different mental process. Responding to audience queries is not a conversation in the everyday sense, and here's why. You entered into a contract with the people who walked through the door to see you. You pledged to discuss a certain topic they found of interest, agreeing to educate, inspire, or persuade them. So give them what they came for. to open the door to a crucial concept known as bridging. Bridging empowers you to respond to a question by building a verbal bridge from the audience question to your message. Now, bridging takes some practice, for it is a new style of communication for many people. Think about it. In our everyday conversations, we ask questions and respond with literal answers. A presentation is different. The flow proceeds from question to acknowledgement, to a transitional phrase, to your message. I could do an entire episode on bridging. For now, we'll cover the basics. Like, how do you build your bridge? The first step is to acknowledge the question. No spin allowed. Step number two involves use of a transitional phrase like the following. Let's look at the big picture. I can best answer that by telling you, or let me give you an example. 
that transitional phrase is your bridge. Now, after building your bridge, it is imperative that you return immediately, immediately to your message. And of course, there are other Q&A techniques too, like deflection. You can learn more about them in chapter eight of my book, The Truth About Public Speaking. It's important that you control the flow during Q&A. You are the one in charge. You decide who asks questions and when. When they come, look at the questioner as they speak. Then move your eye contact around the room while responding. This is important for two reasons. Number one, it serves to draw the entire audience into the conversation, allowing you to maintain everyone's interest. Number two, it helps avoid those annoying dialogues that sometimes occur when a disgruntled audience member tries to hog the microphone. Now, here's one issue my clients ask me about. What if you open the floor to questions and no hands go up? Simple. Be ready with a question of your own. Start with something like, a question I often hear is, or you may be surprised how often I get this question, or I led a program last week and here is a question I got from the audience. Another factor, it's important that you maintain your professional attitude and an air of respect. At the same time, you must remain firm and in control. Refuse to be baited into repeating negative or pejorative language used by your inquisitor. If such words pass your lips, you take ownership. You want your audience to take away your magnetic message, not a vivid memory of someone dragging you into a street fight. And finally, when you're ready to end questioning, send a signal to your audience by telling them you have time for one or two more questions. Recognize a friendly face or someone who has not been pressuring you and use that question as the springboard for your message-driven conclusion. Why? Well, how many times have you seen a presentation fade away weekly after the last question? The speaker, unsure of how to conclude, flashes a meek smile and mumbles, well, okay, I, uh, I guess that's it then. Um, everybody have a nice day. Wrong. Your presentation is not complete when you finish Q&A. You need to end with purpose. Wrap up by offering a clear summation of your message. What benefits do you gain when you cross the finish line strong? Your audience members will walk out the door as disciples of your message. They'll buzz about it to colleagues they see in the hallway sharing the main points you emphasized. They'll rave to the organizer about the outstanding value you just delivered. Hey, they may even hire you to speak before another group. How you answer questions from your audience can make or break your presentation. Responding with your message drives your point home and exhibits respect for your audience. The Q&A process also gives you an added bonus. It allows you to reinforce your message a few additional times. Commit to returning to your message as you respond to each question. Yes, even the tough ones. Do you want more detail on how to deal with audience questions? Well, take a look at chapter eight of the book, The Truth About Public Speaking. You'll find the link in the show notes. In the next episode of The Truth About Public Speaking podcast, we'll examine the all-important third of the three keys to great presentations, assessing feedback. I hope you'll join me. 
Thanks for listening to The Truth About Public Speaking, the podcast that puts you front and center when you're front and center. Remember to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. Also, consider posting a review on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you tune in. And don't forget to share news of the truth about public speaking with colleagues so they can benefit too. For more public speaking advice and to learn how we can work together, visit me online at barkscom.com. I'm Ed Barks. Until next time. 